All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Live from Florida, not a bad backdrop with the ocean behind me. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. It's quiet. It's the all-star break, but there's still plenty to get to. So let's throw up the lead. Welcome in to the show, as always, brought to you by Sherwood Ford, the Giant, and Sports Closet, sportscloset.ca, three locations in Edmonton. This, this is my favorite version of the Sports Closet studio. I would like to do the show every single day from this spot right here with the weather being this nice. It is absolutely fantastic. And there is NHL All-Star stuff all over Fort Lauderdale. The doors on the elevator of my hotel are Johnny Goudreau, Linus Allmark, and there's another player that I'm blanking on for the third one. There's banners everywhere. The NHL is doing a beach festival today with a bunch of players. It's a really, really good time down in Florida, and I'm excited to be here. It's going to be a quick version of the show today because I got to dart out to a media event where you'll see some content up on the Oilers Nation, Nation socials from Leon Dreisettel, Connor McDavid, and Stuart Skinner. So there's a lot going on down in Florida for All Star as I kick my camera. I'll bring in my good pal, Liam, who was holding down the fort back in Edmonton, not sitting in my chair. You sat in my wow. chair the other day, but, you, but you've moved now. Yes, it's much better for the camera angle for when I do the solos to sit in the middle of the couch, Tyler. Also, I'm not fully convinced mm. that's not just a green screen behind you. Like That could be anything. We don't know for sure if you're in Florida. There's no way to yeah, prove it. Yeah, it actually took me... 
It took me a while to get the lighting right so people could actually see the ocean behind me. Uh, but we got like a pool down there as well. I could open this up, but it is so hot that I can't. I need to oh. maximize the AC. There's a nice little view of the setup I got going on with uh, all my lighting and all the wiring and things like that. We also did daily face off live earlier today from the terrace just down there on that photo that you can see. So Frank Saravalli and I were shooting some good content. You can go watch daily face off live. He dropped a couple of interesting Oilers nuggets. One in particular, the idea of acquiring Nico Mikola, the Blues defenseman, 1.9 million against the cap, a defense first D-man. If you want to read a little bit more, Frank's got a full scouting report up on Mikola, or it's coming soon, I should say, to dailyfaceoff.com. But I'm starting to warm up to the idea, Liam, of maybe maybe just getting kind of a seventh defenseman here, whether it's Mikola, whether it's even Radko Gudis, who was a fan-submitted trade suggestion earlier in the week, uh, I, I'm starting to think we might get a deal for a D-man actually quicker than the deadline when you combine what Frank's saying with the Mikola stuff with Yesa Pugliarvi, the idea that I don't think he's here past Valentine's Day. I think we might get a swap here and a new roster player sooner rather than later. Lots of love in the air for Pugliarvi, but if they're trading him before Valentine's Day, then clearly the Oilers have no love, Tyler. So there you go. But I do think that <laughs> I do think that a depth defenseman is probably the great idea for this team. It seems odd to say, but what Vincent Dejarnay has come and done to this team and helped balance a lot of things out mm -hmm. with that shutdown mentality, I feel like has almost helped the Oilers decide what they actually need on the blue line. So I know everyone likes Vinny Dejarnay, but if he's the guy you kind of send down to bring in another depth piece with more NHL experience, like. I think that's probably a good option for the Oilers rather than bringing in another puck-moving guy, right? I think so. I think there are maybe some in the organization who disagree with that. I think maybe, and I know there are fans who feel this way too, they want another puck mover. They want a Chikorin or someone along those lines, maybe even a Shane Goss to spare. I'm just not quite there yet. I think when you look at the makeup of this blue line, you need someone who is a little bit more defense first. I think that's going to be the target up front as well as the guy who yeah is going to help you score but is going to be defense first as well uh taking a peek on what's uh, what you're all saying in the nation network youtube chat mattis was in with the first comment of the day giving us a high from i think that's australia i don't know yep. if i here here's a confession i don't know if i could tell you the difference between an australian and new zealand flag do i just sound like a dumbass right now probably <laughs> I think there's a, a one less star on the New Zealand flag, Tyler. Yeah. So yeah, New Zealand has four stars. Australia, straight up, they're like so similar. Okay, I don't feel like an idiot at all now. Um, that is all justified. I feel like a lot of you couldn't. I see the extra star there, so we can confirm he is from Australia. Egan mm -hmm. is in and says day five without an Oilers game. I feel you, man. But skills competition tomorrow, and some Oilers will be taking part in that. Peter says, is Tyler going to be live from Florida on the beach in a Speedo? No, um, I'm not. I did go for a nice walk today along the beach, though. I wanted to pick up uh, coffee, and I also got myself a couple of beers for the room. Um, and I went for like a 30-minute walk along the beach. It's hot as hell here. I know you guys back in Edmonton do not want to hear me complaining about the heat, but I'm, I've already sweat through a day's worth of clothes today, so I'm in trouble. I might be going tarps off tomorrow for this thing. Um, it's, it's, it's that muggy down here. Uh, Tyler Mulek, Oilers Nation, every day. 
they feel like it, which is a great point because yesterday we just didn't feel like it. I was busy. Oh man, <laughs> you should have seen my run through the airport yesterday, Liam. So I had originally about an hour 20 to an hour and a half to get off my plane from Toronto and get onto my plane from Toronto to Florida. Mm-hmm. My plane from Edmonton to Toronto was about an hour, 45 minutes delayed. So I landed in Toronto. I talked to one of the flight attendants. I'm like, am I going to make this? And she was like, well, the issue for you is that the customs area actually closes in about 15, like 15 minutes after you land. So you got to go. So I'm sprinting. I got all the gear. I'm hoofing it through the airport. I get to security. I'm like, perfect. I'm going to make it through. They say, and then not so fast. We need you to go through the additional security. So, I mean, I I have a picture of all the gear I brought. You kind of got a bit of a look at it, but I have a lot of equipment here Mm -hmm. and they made me take it all out. So I am like racing the clock, pulling the roadcaster, three microphones, all these cables. I have two cameras, three stands, like all this stuff. I'm pulling it out, throwing it in bins. They're rifling it through. I made it with like four or five minutes to spare was able to make it down to Florida, but I was that close from having to just stay in Toronto for four days. I would have been nervous. That was uh, was a bit of a tight squeeze. Next time, you should have gone with my idea of mailing items down to Florida. Something to consider for next year's All-Star game. It actually is something to consider because one, it would make my life a whole heck of a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But I will say, you came up with that idea on like Monday and I was like, well, it's not going to get there by (laughs) Wednesday when I need the stuff. So it didn't exactly work all that well. Uh, All right, back to the chat a little bit here. Some of you guys are talking about Nick Bukestad and and I think that's an interesting idea. I know Tyler Mulek called him long Derek Ryan, which is fair. In the same way, I don't like John Klingberg because he's just tall Tyson Berry and Jacob Chickering could just be a carbon copy of Darnell Nurse. Sometimes when you look at players on the trade market, I think there's this tendency, like the grass is always greener, right? Like, oh, this guy Mm -hmm. we bring in, is going to be a solution. He's going to be that much better. And even Nick Bukestad to an extent, like if you're getting them, it's costing you a third or a fourth rounder. If they retain half, he's 450K against the cap, which makes a lot of sense for this Oilers team. But I see a lot of like, oh, look how much he's scoring. Look how much he's scoring. He's playing north of 15 minutes a night for the Arizona Coyotes. He's not playing anywhere close to that. He might not get north of 12 minutes a night here in Edmonton. So if you're going to knock back his minutes 33%, you got to look at a guy who's probably going to produce 33% less for you. I think he's a decent fit. I think if you want to, go all in on a defenseman or maybe go all in on a winger, then you need to go get a guy like Nick Bukestad who's just cheaper to acquire because you can't move three first-round picks at one deadline. But I will stand by this take. It is much better, in my opinion, to go spend big on a forward. That is usually where you get the most impact than it is to spend big on a D-man. Think about last year's deadline. Who had a better impact on their team? Ben Sherratt or Brett Kulak? And I know part of that is team-driven, results-driven. I get that. Hindsight, all that. But Brett Kulak cost you significantly less than Ben Sherratt. And he made a significantly bigger impact on the Oilers' playoff run than Ben Sherratt did. So I just think with D-men sometimes, go find a good bargain. Remember what Washington did a few years ago with a guy like Nick Jensen, right? They pluck him more or less off the scrap heap and are able to turn him into a top-pairing D-man. And no one saw it coming. And it's just time and time again, you see these big D-men get picked up by teams and it just falls flat on their face. So I don't know. I, I don't love the idea of just going all in on a D-man because I think a lot of times, especially around the deadline, GMs tend to overvalue these types. Yeah, I think when you look at it too, like having to give up a first round pick for a, 
like Ben Sherratt was last year, right? Savard was that last year, the year before, whatever that one was. But it's like, ah, uh, yeah, they do have somewhat of a positive impact on the team and they obviously play a good role, but is it that much worth it when you can go and find, like you said, a Nick Jensen, a Brett Kulak, like, like there's guys out there who do exactly the same role that are going to cost you a little bit less on the Nick Bukestead stuff. I do think he would bring a good impact to this team, especially for how much he actually makes and all that kind of stuff. Like for that much money, like he's obviously going to be an upgrade of what they got last year in Derek Brassard, but is he better than Warren Fogel? Probably right. For a much less of a cap hit too. Yeah, I'm with you. A uh, bunch of you guys have trade ideas in the chat. Fighting Amish said, keep pool party, trade McLovin. I have a piece up on Oilers Nation today. I think they're both gone. I've been saying that a little bit. Alex said, band-aids cannot be the plan anymore. I do not know if he was talking about the Oilers blue line or about, as someone else pointed out, my sweet pond hockey wound on my chin, Liam. So here's wow. what I'm nervous about. Like when it comes to this, there you go, Aaron. We'll get a good look at it. Yeah. It's not big. Yes. I am not pretending that this is a serious wound, but I got it in a relatively tough manner. I took a puck off the face, damn it. But I'm meeting a lot of people down here for the first time. And you, look at me. I look, I look like I'm 18 still. I just yes. think a lot of people are going to assume I cut myself shaving. And I'm getting a lot of embarrassment <laughs> walking around with that idea in my head of like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Tyler. And I almost want to start every conversation with like, no, I didn't cut myself shaving. <laughs> it's funny because that was the idea that was going through my head. It's like, oh, it looks like he cut himself on a razor. Then I realized you probably haven't shaved your chin before because you just don't grow facial hair there. So the puck to the face, <laughs> the puck to the face is a much more legitimate story. But you do have the video evidence to back yourself up, Tyler. So should I just that. play just it, it for everyone? I'll be like, yeah, hang my phone around my chest and just walk around with that. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I do feel a little embarrassed and I feel like people are going to make fun of me behind my back. Anyways, Cheech is in and says, Tyler, it's not about you. Cheech, my name's in the show. My job's to give my take. My take is that I don't think they should spend big on a demon. And I don't think that's really that controversial of a take. In fact, I think if we were to throw a poll up, what would you rather spend the first round pick on a demon or a forward? I think a lot of you would agree with me as well. See, Reed says, I thought Tyler just cut himself shaving. Dang. Loomis says, got to grow facial hair. I get like a little bit going down there. I did have to get like really like, I had to be smart with how I was shaving before I came down here to avoid that cut because I didn't want to open it up again. But anyways, Epiphany, Liam's yeah. safe saying that is he's over a thousand kilometers away, but he's going to bleed when Tyler gets home. Never. I could not take <laughs> Liam in a fight. And I think you all know that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so here's my question, Tyler. So we talk about like spending money on a big first round pick or whatever, spe spending assets on a big name in defenseman, right? So who is that? That's Chikrin. That's who else we got? Gavrikov, Go. Edmondson. Gav Gavrikov, Edmondson. Shane Goss is bad. Do you think he's a high price rental? Or is he on no, the next lot? He costs you a third or something. It's, it's nowhere near first. Okay, so it's those three guys. Yeah. One of them is currently injured in Edmondson. Chikrin has been mm -hmm. on the block for almost two seasons. No one's touched him. And then Gavrikov kind of just came out of nowhere and all of a sudden he's the most prized possession on the trade block. Like, I just don't know if any of those guys are worth it at all. Like, I completely agree with you. The forward group is way more established. We know what they've been able to do throughout the NHL with Taves and 
Kane, I mean, Bo Horvat just went for a first round pick. And no, I don't think anyone was complaining that there was a first round pick in that deal. It was more the other two guys, right? So I'm with you. Just the impact forward is going to have such a much more of a, an effect on this team than a defenseman would be at that, at that price. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Brent says, so you're saying the Oilers D-men are good enough to get them deep in the playoffs? Definitely not. And I, I agree with that to an extent, but here's the bottom line with that with that kind of take is this Oilers blue line as is was really darn close. I mean, you're swapping Keith for Bush, or for Broberg, but it got him to final four, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was Darnell Nurse playing with a pretty nasty injury, and he was still taking on top pairing minutes. I, I again, I don't know if you need to go spend the first on a Gavrikov or an Edmondson when there are maybe some checkdown pieces who can be this year's Brett Kulak, where you give up the second or you give up the third, and that's the way you improve this blue line. Because if you were to go add, and again, Duncan Keith was very, very good in the playoffs. I totally understand that. Philip Broberg's also been good so far this season. Brett Kulak is, you know, more comfortable here, I think, than he would have been after just spending a month and a bit here before the postseason. I think with a Nico Mikola or a Radko Gudis combined with, and I'm not saying just one of them, combined with the defensive presence of getting a Jonathan Taves or getting a Ryan O'Reilly, however expensive they may be, making your center depth and your top nine better defensively also helps you in your own end. You win more draws. You get out of trouble quicker. You don't have your centerman losing the losing a guy in the slot as often. You're better on your breakouts. Like all of that stuff lines up to make them better defensively. When you think about defending and hockey in the playoffs specifically, I, I just think you're you're being a little bit too, I don't know, literal when you just say, well, we need better defensemen. No, no, you need to be better as a team defending. And I think part of that will come with acquiring a good, uh, a good forward as well. Uh, someone was talking about Carson Susie. Desker says, why would the Kraken move Susie? The Kraken are in a really, really interesting spot actually, where like, they're not going to sell, but I also don't think they're just going to sit there and go, ah, we're going all in. We're pushing all our chips into the middle. They might sit in a spot and say, Hey, look, 
we we like Carson Susie, but we know we're not going to sign him this offseason. Let's cash in. Let's get a second rounder for him. And then let's go flip a third for Shane Gostisbehere, a guy who probably fits the mold of what they need more. They have Alexiak. They have Larson. They have guys who are solid defensively. Maybe they want a bit more of a puck mover on that blue line. And they sit there and go, hey, if we can get a second for Susie and then flip a third for Gostisbehere, we're getting a better pick, a defenseman that fits our mold. We're giving this team a bit of a push while also keeping an eye on the future. I don't think it's like insane that the Kraken would move Carson Soucy. So, I don't know. Uh, QF Pro says Ollie Mata. I like that name a lot as well. That was a guy who I brought up. I think the first time we did this exercise, I listed like my 1A, 1B, 1C kind of options. And Chikrin was one of them, obviously. But Mata was kind of my B option. I, I think he's got really good numbers. He played well against the Oilers in the playoffs last year. $2.2 million cap it. So if the Red Wings keep half, you're more than affording him. I would keep an eye on a name like that. I, th I think that's a pretty intriguing one. Anyways, I feel like we've been talking about the same thing for like five shows now. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit. Coming up on Oilers Nation a little bit later. I think it's going up later today. But I sat down and I hammered out 50 takes on the first 50 games of the season. I'm not going to ruin it because I want you to go read it. But I was revisiting some of my takes from the start of the year. And remember, an early version of this show, Liam, was, or on an early edition, early episode of this show, we talked about Ryan Nugent Hopkins having a bounce back. And it was like, nailed that one, looked really good. But another one that I'm starting to think I didn't nail at all was my prediction that the Oilers would have seven 20 goal scorers on the roster this year. I listed Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman, then I had Kane, Pugliarvi, and one of Yamamoto or McLeod being my 20-goal scorers. And when you look at the guys who are just kind of hanging around the edge there right now, it's going to be tough for them to get to seven. Clem Costin is a lock. He's, uh, maybe I shouldn't call him a lock. He's still 11 away, hey? 30 games to go. Yeah, yeah no, he's not a lock. Never mind. He, he's far from it. Uh, so you got Costin, McLeod. Derek Ryan's not going to hit it. I can't see that guy going on a crazy heater. Evander Kane's an interesting one to watch. But Liam, when you look at this list, how many of these guys do you think have 20 goal potential still this season? Only 32 games to go. Probably one, I think is fair to say. Like the only one I could see fully hitting it is Evander Kane. Is also, I this is just forwards. Tyson Berry also has seven, but I don't see him mm -hmm. hitting the 20 goal mark either. But for me, it's just Evander Kane. But also something to consider is like, how many games is he going to miss? Like, I'm not sure what the dates are for his court and everything, but like, he's going to miss a few games here and there, right? For that kind of stuff. So, is that is that I don't a fact? Think so or, actually, no, he's he's good. So maybe, I, yeah, I think Evander Kane's the only one I good. could see. Yeah, okay. So I think it's more likely I could see like Ryan McLeod and Clem Costin both hitting 15. If Warren Fogel's around, like maybe he gets to 10. Derek Ryan, I mean, who knows? He he doesn't score one goals in a game he scores like two or three he never scores yeah. one goal so i mean that guy if he has one or two games like that then he's up to 15 goals ish close to so i think more likely 15 is the target for a lot of guys but to answer your question evander kane is the lone warrior hitting 20 in this group reed says claim the answer costin alex says he's got mcleod and kane um yeah, I, I think uh, McLeod's an interesting one because he's heating up, man. He's got three goals in his last five games. He scored the bulk of these goals in the month of January. If he has a decent February, you could be looking at a guy who is up to the 14 goal mark. And the interesting part with Kane in particular, and it ties into McDavid and Dreisaitl, Kane last season, when he joined this team, 
you know, he got going, got going, then boom, he got really hot in the last couple months yep. of the season. So did McDavid, so did Dreisaitl. The offense of this team last season, and traditionally, when you look at guys like McDavid specifically, the offense has gotten better and better and better as the year's gone on. So I kind of sit there and I'm starting to wonder if maybe there's not a chance this team starts scoring like a lot. And granted, they have been one of the better offensive clubs in the NHL all season. I'm just combining that with the fact that this is traditionally a second half group in Edmonton. Mm. And I'm like, man, they're leading the NHL in goals per game right now at 3.74. I think they might be able to hit the four mark by the end of the year, similar to what the Florida Panthers were able to do last year. I think something to consider, too, for your uh, road to 20 race. What if they acquire a guy like Taves who already has 14 goals? That'll help. Well, that'll help. Sure. sure. Number. So, yeah, that I think you're help. right. I th- yeah, I think you're right, though. Like, this team has clearly been finding some groove recently in scoring goals. Now they add the depth of Devin Shaw to come and grab a few for them as well. So that'll be big. And then, yeah, I think they'll just kind of take off and hopefully Kane can just keep riding out too and get his mojo back together. Yeah. Uh, Joel is in with an idea, or sorry, Scotty said, what do you think about trading for Debrinket and Taves at the deadline? We're weak on the right wing with Yamo's health questionable. Uh, Joel says Taves could be acquired for a second Jesse and a prospect, then use the first for a D-man. I think Taves, yeah, Taves is probably a second and Pugliarvi, and then you're gonna have to pay something to get a third team involved in that deal. Um, the idea of Debrinket, I know someone said they're not going to move him because they paid a lot for him. I wouldn't jump at that so quickly. Alex Debrinket's in a very interesting contract situation with the Ottawa Senators where he doesn't have that long-term deal yet. He's an RFA with Arbrights at the end of the year, but at the end of that next season, he's an unrestricted free agent. So I guess there's not a lot of pressure to move him now. Yes, the Senators gave up a lot to get him, mm-hmm. but if they think they could recoup some of that this year, versus like risking his value being less a year from now when he's a pending ufa they might jump at that i don't think it's like something they're totally not willing to do but i also don't know if that's necessarily a guy the oilers should be spending on again i want a centerman i want a centerman who's good in his own and as well tyler wise is in and says had a dream we acquired o'reilly at the deadline keyword dream yeah i mean it'll cost a lot but that would be one of the dream fits out there on the market for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I think I think we're pretty caught up here, Liam. I think we uh we got oh Brent also said essentially they have three rookie D men. And I again, if they acquire and we're we're debating, we're not debating leaving the blue line as is versus going out and getting Gavrikov and those being the only two kind of options here. We're looking at do you spend up for Gavrikov or do you check down and give up a third for Mikola or a fourth for Mikola, whatever it ends up being? And if that's the case. You actually only have one rookie D-man in the lineup, and that's Philip Broberg, because your right side is going to be Barry, CeCe, Bouchard. Your left side is going to be Nurse, Kulak, Broberg, and this Mikola. Maybe it's even Gudis as well, but someone with experience. So you're running one rookie D-man. If you want to sit there and be like, well, Bouchard's a rookie D-man. He got three rounds of playoff experience last year. What more do you want him to do? He needs to be better. He's had had a bad year, but he has experience, and I don't think that can be overlooked either um we do have to work towards wrapping this up like i said it's a very quick version of the show today as well all-star weekend tomorrow uh liam tomorrow i'm gonna ask you a little bit about the skills competition and the all-star game itself and we're gonna get more into that make it more of an all-star themed version of the show but i'm heading out to media day media day at the all-star game something Connor mcdavid leon dreisaitl 
are familiar with, but I wanted to carve out some time and give some love to our boy, Stuart Skinner, a local product drafted by his hometown team, signed to an extension by his hometown team. And here he is down in Fort Lauderdale as a rookie at the NHL All-Star Game. I wrote in my 50 and 50 piece today that, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl are the clear-cut MVPs of this team. But there is a lot of love that needs to be given to Stuart Skinner because early in the year, when the $5 million guy, Jack Campbell, was just kind of sputtering along a little bit, who stepped up, won you games, gave you really, really quality starts, and was one of the top, he was a top 10 goalie in the league for a stretch early this season. What Skinner did early in the year cannot be ignored because as this team heats up, and there are a lot of reasons for why this team's heating up, I don't think we can turn a blind eye to the amount of points that Stuart Skinner kind of stole for them early in the season. He is very, very deserving of this all-star nod. A hundred percent. And on a show we did before earlier in the year, I, I said Skinner was probably the, all, the MVP of this team, right? Like what he's been able to do just to keep this team afloat. And even in games that they've honestly not looked good at all, like the the Washington one where he had to make 50 saves and they lost. And there was another one in there too that he made so many. Oh, the Colorado one where he made like 46 saves. Like even in games that they're not able to win, he is doing so much to give them that opportunity to win that game. The offense just hasn't been there for him. And luckily now, like the weight's kind of shifted, so it's a bit more balanced now that the offense is chipping in more when he's actually playing. So, yeah, like what Stuart Skinner's been able to do this year has been honestly insane, to be honest. I know yeah. his numbers aren't outstanding or anything like that, but like to keep this team where they've been and respectable, like, I think the credit goes all to him because, like you said, yep. Campbell wasn't there to start the year. The blue line has struggled massively at points. Uh, other points, too, we've only had four players who were scoring on the team. But the consistent player all year has been Stuart Skinner, and he's he's more than deserving to be an NHL All-Star this year. The Oilers have three players at the All-Star game, but they also have two players who are on near 100-point paces who aren't All-Stars. Zach Hyman and Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. Those two guys probably deserve it almost as much as anyone else representing the Pacific Division. The run that these two are on, no one's even talking about them as snubs because McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Skinner here are here. And I guess the NHL just can't go and give the Oilers five All-Stars. But I was really surprised when Beneers went down and they gave Chandler Stevenson the spot. Again, they took out a member of the Seattle Kraken with Matty Beneers. They have this usual whole, like, you need one player from every team, blah, 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 blah. Sure, I get it. But Chandler Stevenson has 44 points in 51 games this year. How, if you're giving a, a team who already has a rep another player, why is it him? It should have been one of these two, is my point. Nuge and Hyman, very deserving of the nod. And I really do think one of them should have been here in that open spot. Uh, we yep. do, before we go, need to give some love to our friends at Betway. Sorry, I'm going to wrap this up really quickly here. Uh, shout out to everyone who is watching the stream. We're going to be back same time tomorrow, and we'll be talking a little bit more about the skills competition events and the All-Star game and all of that good stuff. Liam, you enjoy the rest of the day in Edmonton. Enjoy the Real Life podcast as well. Yes, I will. Uh, I'll be sitting in your chair for that one, Tyler. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, <laughs> everyone, tuning in on the Nation Network YouTube. Drop a like before you exit out of the chat, and we'll chat again tomorrow. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.